the chaplet of divine mercy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. The third day he rose again, ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God. He shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, 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 for the sake of his sorrowful passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the Lord. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. He has come for us and those of the Lord. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the 
sake of his sorrowful passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. 
sake of his sorrowful passion. For the 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 sake of his sorrowful passion. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one, have mercy on us and on the wondered how it would be possible to make your cup of coffee an even greater joy coffee of the cross brings you great coffee for a great cause we roast on mondays and ship on wednesdays direct to you from nicaragua all proceeds go to fund the mountain of peace shrine inspired by saint john paul ii where thousands of people come on pilgrimage to pray for peace and consecrate themselves to our lady Coffee of the Cross is a non-profit project of the Diocese of Matagalpa with the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. Fill your cup with Coffee of the Cross, knowing that you are employing families and conserving a natural treasure, the Mountain of Peace Shrine. Please visit coffeeofthecross.com for more information and to purchase your coffee today. That website again is coffeeofthecross.com. It's time now for the KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Each week at this time, we present interviews on topics pertinent to Catholics in North Texas. And now, here is this week's Interview of the Week. 
Good afternoon and welcome to the KTH 9:10 a.m. interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. My name is Dave Palmer, executive director here at the station, a regular host of this program, and Cecil Anderson is running the board. And uh, the day that we recorded this happens to be Cecil's birthday. Okay, she's 22 years old today. Not not when it runs, but when we recorded this. And so, just kind of sing happy birthday to yourself and uh, say a little prayer for Cecil today. So, happy birthday to you, Cecil. And uh, Cecil's a great uh, young lady, and we have two other wonderful young ladies in studio. See how I said that? Uh, mm-hmm. With me, and talking about a very important topic, and I have great respect for these women because they're taking a stand, and they're bold, and they see that uh, there are problems in the culture, and they're taking a very positive approach to highlight something good and beautiful during this month of June. And so uh, I want to welcome Jackie Yamuchi and also Vicki Leland in studio with me. And we're going to be talking about a proposal they have to deem this month of June as Humility Month, which I just think is so awesome. And so welcome to both of you, and uh, thanks so much for being here in studio with me. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Good uh, to have, you know, contact, uh, you know, with people and actually in person during the, the COVID crisis. Of course, we're, you know, at least six feet away from each other. We're doing our social distancing, right? But yes, nice, to, nice to see people in person every now and then. So that's great. Uh, we, we've I've talked to both of you before. Before about other topics, and uh, so I, I'm, I'm glad that you're back. Uh, what is um, the whole, uh, Vicki, maybe I'll start with you, the, the, the whole idea be, behind Humility Month, and how did this all come about? Well, David, it actually, um, interestingly enough, started right here in the studio a little more than a year ago. You had uh, Jackie and I here to interview us about our For the Care of Souls packet. And during the course of that about 30-minute interview, Jackie threw out a, an, an idea that just really stuck with me. Just in, in a passing comment she made, she, she basically said, how about we just be Catholic? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was the first I'd ever heard her say that. And it, it just um, made me think as I left this the studio. And I, I kind of pondered those words. And that was like April or May of last year. Mm-hmm. And so then we get into June. And I was in stores I was watching some TV, I was looking at billboards and magazines on racks, and I just had to say, I'm not comfortable celebrating what our culture is pushing us to celebrate in June as a Catholic. Which is the gay agenda. Yes. And, and, but I am comfortable celebrating the beauties of the church. Mm -hmm. Why don't we do that? And, 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 um, the ideas just kept fermenting with me, and I. It, by the end of June, I was just like I had seen so much that had just bothered me, and I just set to my computer, put down some ideas about how about Humility Month, and shared yeah. it with Jackie, shared it with others, and it, it seemed to be an idea that resonated with a lot of people. I think especially Catholic parents um, who were concerned about the message of the culture and yes the beauty of the church has so much more to give us and why don't we celebrate it and so um that's kind of where it it it, it generated and, and and fermented and and we kind of uh worked on it for about a year yeah. you know different ideas and um put and it's very basic as you can see it's a, a very basic proposal there's nothing deep and and on you know it's, it, it can be said in just a couple of pages here of, of different resources and so we kept it simple, and we just said, how about we just throw this out and see if people respond to this kind of mm-hmm. an idea. Yeah, so, of course, humility is the virtue that's being chosen, Jackie, for this month. Why humility? And, of course, it's opposed to 
Pride, which we hear a lot about during June. Pride, pride, pride. Interestingly, one of the seven capital sins, which uh, seems to be celebrated uh, during the month of June. So uh, tell us about why humility was chosen. Well, yes, pride is one of the foremost of the seven deadly sins. And it's an excessive belief in one's own abilities that interferes with your recognition of the grace of God. And so I think it has more to do with just than just the pride of the whole homosexual agenda. We started looking at this as all-encompassing, um, not focusing on sin, but actually focusing on the church. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the things that bothers us so much is that we as Catholics especially are not called to celebrate pride. Yeah. And what it encompasses or what has, what it has come to mean, which is essentially any type of behavior goes. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to take that back. We wanted to take the month of June back. And that's why we came up with humility, because it is the virtue, um, the opposing virtue to the vice of pride. Yeah, it certainly is. It's uh, the the foundational virtue. I've heard that it's hard to have any other virtue if you're not uh, first humble. It's... uh uh, it, it's a it's a beautiful one, and uh, you know I, I'm always just shocked, and I, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I said this before we started the interview. I, I dread the month of June for the reasons that you you were talking about, Vicky. I remember going on a vacation up to um, the Ozarks in Arkansas. We went into this little town, and everywhere you looked, there was the rainbow flag. And you see a lot of companies. I remember PayPal. They, they every, every month of June, their their little PayPal logo during the month of June is the rainbow flag. And so many companies and so many uh, corporations have bought into this. And it's strange how, from a PR standpoint, the pride movement has just done fabulously because so much of the culture has bought into this, haven't they? Well, yeah, yeah. even on airplanes, you yeah. have a special channel um, for pride movies, yeah. which is really kind of, it's kind of scary, actually. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, we need to we need to take that back, and that's the idea with Humility Month, is to talk about, not to talk about the sins, not to talk about the sexual sins, but to talk about the opposite. We talk yeah. about what the church offers, you know, to, that we are called to live a life of virtue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how does this go about? What are you proposing? You know, here we are already in our first week of June. And what what is the plan? What, 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 you, what are you all doing to promote humility this month, Vicki? Well, we put together just a, um, maybe a list of some suggestions for pastors in uh, the month of June and, and things that they could do in their parish to to celebrate the beauties of the church that extol the virtues, especially the virtue of humility and maybe even, you know, really maybe zero in a little bit more even on chastity in the month of June. But essentially take what the church has to offer in, in teaching virtue. And, you know, because if we um, get away from the virtuous life, then we lose all sense of sin. Mm-hmm. And what does that create then yeah. if we lose a sense of sin? So we have about a, a six point, um, you know, list of suggestions about what to teach, what to encourage, some prayers, um, uh, warnings to give. And then even just like, like one of the things that, that uh, touches me, since I'm a very visual person, I love sacred art. So we even said, you know, use sacred art to teach the virtues. And we even did a, a, a write-up on the Fra Angelico's um, 
Our, Our Lady of Humility, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful piece of work, artwork. And what does it teach us by just looking at this beautiful piece of artwork? And that's just one of the, the depths and the treasure trove of, of things that we have within our church to extol the beauty, the goodness, and the truth that mm-hmm. the Catholic Church stands for. Yeah, and uh, it's a beautiful idea, and you also have gone so far as to send a letter to the priests. Uh, is it of the Dallas Diocese or beyond that? Uh, Jack, Jackie, what yeah. can you summarize the letter, and what are you a- actually asking the priests to do? Well, we're asking priests to teach the faith. Uh, we're asking priests to talk about humility. We're asking priests to embrace the month of June as Humility Month uh, to counteract pride. And I think pride, it's, it's difficult, it's difficult to say this, um, because I, I, I got this letter back, I guess, from, the, from a priest that was really very concerning to me. And it, he pushed back on the idea of Humility Month. And, and this went to priests in, in other dioceses too, so I'm not going to name the priest, I'm not going to name the diocese, but he essentially said that pious people don't need this. Mm-hmm. And and I, I really had to stop to think about that because I think we all need this. Yeah. You know, we never stop growing in the faith. We never stop learning. And we we probably we know somebody in our own lives who struggle especially with the sexual sins, whether it be pornography or, you know, some other type of sexual addiction. And I didn't want to make this all about sex, but when I got when I when I got that email I started thinking to myself, my goodness, you know, um, we don't want to talk about and highlight sin. We want to talk and talk about and highlight healing. We want to talk and hi- highlight virtue. We want to talk and highlight the church. And and so I think it's a, it's been a little bit misunderstood. And I'm hoping this might be able to clear it up. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned the one response you got from the the, the priest. Uh, have you had any positive response? Has anybody taken you up on it and said, Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and declare you know <laughs> Humility Month in my my parish? Uh, have you had any or or even anybody saying I think this is a good idea? Not sure how I'm going to implement it or what what the other pos- response have you gotten? Yeah, we've gotten mixed, as yeah. you might well imagine. Um, the positive responses have come from mothers. Yeah. Mothers raising children in this culture right now, mm-hmm. and they have been very, oh, this is exactly what we need. I want my children to be exposed to this. I want this in my parish. Now, we haven't gotten many, um, positive responses yet, and it's just gone out, so yeah. who, who knows maybe what, what may come down the pike. Um, you, you say that mothers uh, like it. Uh, how do, have they heard about it? I mean, of course, we're talking about it now, and there's mothers and fathers and people listening right now. But how have you communicated this to people outside of the the, the pastors that you've written to? Well, we've sent emails, and we've also sent packages. Um, we've we've FedEx packages to people, and then other people. We've shared emails. We've shared the ideas. We've we've shared everything that we've put together that we sent you, and we sent we shared it kind of like we sent it to you. And then yes. they share it with their circle of acquaintances, and yeah. they share it. Right. So it kind of grows organically yeah. from from our circle. As soon as I got the email. I, I wrote you back mm-hmm. immediately and said, mm-hmm. I love it. Let's you do were, an interview. You you know, I mean, that, that's typically my response of things like this. But let me ask you this. We can, you know, pray and hope that pastors will implement this at their parishes. But you said already that, you know, mothers and hopefully some fathers, um, certainly I'm a father and I, and I responded positively to it. 
how, how can what can families do? Uh, can families, as the domestic church, say, "Well, I hope my my parish does something, but I'm going to do something in my family." What what can we do? Oh, I think you hit on something really um, very important right there, Dave, when you said domestic church. And if you think about these last few months with the coronavirus. Um, uh, situation and what all has happened within our church in these last couple of months. We've been essentially, um, you know, um, shut out of our churches for a while while we yeah. we hunker down and, and try not to become infected with this terrible virus. So what has to to take the place of going to our churches? But the domestic church has to rise up and be become strong right now. Yeah. You know, uh, mothers and fathers with their children at home um, don't have. Mass to go to on Sunday, don't have catechism classes to send their children to, that type of thing. So um, this is the time for the domestic church to really step in and step up in, in the catechizing of, of the children. And so this hits at a beautiful time when the domestic church is is, is growing organically because of something that's happened in the culture. Mm-hmm. And everything that we have sent out here, as you see, and you know, is basically we sent some prayers out. We sent some uh, uh, sacred art out. We sent some beautiful posters that, that talk about the virtues. Um, um, uh, so there's something in here for every age of child. Um, you know, it's a very one-line prayer that you could teach your children the Jesus prayer. Um, or, um, you know, for those people who are very visual, the artwork could be extremely helpful to, to mothers and fathers generating a great conversation over the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's very applicable to Catholic mothers and fathers at home with their children right now as we go through all this shutdown and, and reemergence into, you know, whatever's coming in the future. Yes. Uh, the topic is Humility Month, and uh, my guests, uh, Jackie Yamuchi and Vicki Leland, are proposing this to pastors of parishes and also mothers and fathers or, gosh, single people, just uh, celebrating humility as that great foundational virtue. I, I couldn't help but think of a couple things. Uh, Dr. Ray has this. Uh, spot that plays on radio a lot and he talks about if if a parent goes on Google and searches um, self-esteem for my child, he says there's you know 10 million pages that pull up and he said, but do a search for humility for my children. And he says you'll get crickets. You know, mo- most parents are not. You, you, and you see these shirts that kids wear. They're, they're all bragging. I'm, you know, you're worse. Yeah, I'm great. I'm awesome. I'm super. Am I? You know, I'm this and that. But you very rarely see parents actively teaching humility. It almost seems like it's synonymous with weakness. Right. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because um, one of the quotes I wrote down was from Saint Augustine, and I think parents would like to hear this. It was pride that changed angels into devils. It is humility that makes men as angels. And I think we will want our children to be angels. Yeah, yeah, certainly. But I wanted to say one other thing to sort of um, pile up or be the icing on the cake for what Vicki said. There's also scripture quotes in the humility packet. And one of my greatest loves are the saints. And there's a page about saints who lived chastity. I mean, some to, to the point of martyrdom. Mm-hmm. And as we have um, Charles Lawanga and companions on June 3rd, I think to tell the tell the their you know your children our children the story of the saints. Yeah, yeah. Maria Goretti would be another great example. Maria Goretti who literally died in order to protect the purity of the man that was stabbing her to death, and then forgave him. Yeah, and then forgave him as and well. And you know, she was a child of about 11 or 12 years of age. Yeah. yeah. So the virtue that she had developed already by that age was incredible. Mm-hmm. And what an example our, our parents can be teaching to our children. You know, we have a list of six or seven uh, saints of chastity and humility that we've given in our packet. Charles Luanga, Maria Goretti, St. Dominic Savio, St. Agnes. So those four that I've just listed, 
They're all children. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that amazing that somewhere along the line they developed these virtues that were heroic? Mm-hmm. And and we can instill these virtues heroically into our children. And that's what we're asking, um, you know, to people to zero in on the beauties of the church that we can be instilling in our children right now. Yeah. At, at every age. So in a in a perfect world, if a pastor says, "Yes, I like this idea," what would be the ideal situation? How would he? You know, would he talk about it during his homilies? Would he make a public proclamation? Of course, in the you know in the, the, the Dallas diocese, I don't know at the time this is airing, certain masses may have uh, resumed on Sundays, but they're not they're not right now. Uh, how how what would what would a, a, an ideal pastor do uh, during the month of June, and how would he how would he uh, manifest this at his parish? Well, I think he would. Um, in a perfect world, he would um, talk about it in his homilies for sure. He would also maybe send out because because of the virus and the fact that we aren't meeting as as we normally are. He could send out the art via mm-hmm. email yeah. in constant contacts, which would be great. Um, he could daily get on maybe and pr- play uh, pray either morning prayers or vespers online with his parish and end with the litany of humility. Yeah. He could teach the Lord Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner, and remind his parishioners to say that throughout the day. Um, I think the other thing that he could do, because we are slowly coming back to the parishes, thank God, is um, we have posters that they could put up in their narthexes, which are very beautiful. We're always learning, and um, I learned, as much as I love the saints, I had never heard of Mary of Edessa. And if you look her up, she has a very beautiful story, a, a beautiful story of someone who was fallen and then who came back. Mm-hmm. And God always welcomes us back. Yeah. The yeah. door is always open. And yeah. I think that's the message, too, is that we we are called to humility, not because we're slaves, but precisely because we're free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very important topic. We're talking about Humility Month, and we encourage uh, all. Gosh, if there are priests listening, wonderful. And if there are, uh, you know, parents and anybody out there who wants to uh, incorporate this into uh, your teaching, your domestic church, is there a, a website? How can people get a hold of these packets? Can you send them to them? Or if somebody's interested and they're listening right now, what should they do? Oh, definitely. We do not have a website, but we have an email. For the care of souls at yahoo.com, for the care of souls at yahoo.com, and we would be happy to send the packet. We would be happy to meet with people that want to learn more and want to understand it, you know, maybe more so that you can do via email or a phone call. I mean, we're happy to help in any way. Yeah. You know, speaking of saints, um, I don't know if it was Sister Lucia or if it was Our Lady Fatima herself said that most of the souls in hell are because of sins of the flesh. Have yes. you all heard that before? Yes, Our Lady of Fatima. Yeah, she, she said that directly, mm-hmm. warning that. And so it's it's a great act of love. People say, yeah, I don't want to judge, and I, you know, if somebody is in sin, oh, that's you know, I don't, yeah, that's the kind of the the cowardly approach that many of us take these days. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, you know, let, let them live their life. And you I know, want- love is wanting the good. Of the other, yeah, and the ultimate good is heavenly bliss. Yeah. If we want heaven for those we love, then we will live and teach humility and chastity and all the other virtues. That's what true love is all about: is wish willing the good of the other. And we have to define what is the ultimate good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
for the care of souls. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, so for the care of souls. Com is that the website? No, there's not a website. Okay, for the care of souls at yahoo.com. Oh, as the email address. As the email, there's not a website. We don't have a website. But yes, I was going to say too. You know, one way to healing is to face the demons. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we all have demons, and we're all in need of healing. Yeah, yeah. We're all in need of the message of humility. Yeah, this isn't about any kind of judgment. Yeah. Right. That, that judgment is only for God. Right. We're we're not sitting in judgment of anybody. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a great, great venture, and I hope people listening will respond and email you at that email address. Uh, we are just about out of time. Uh, Jackie Amucci, Vicki Leland, any last thoughts, any words of encouragement? Uh, I think courage is something that's in short supply these days, and I, I certainly point that finger at myself when I say that. I appreciate your boldness, your courage. I know it's you know, you're not going to win any popularity contest by doing what you're doing, but uh, thank you for what you're doing. Anything else before we close out the interview? Well, I want to thank you because actually I think you are a man of courage. You were the first one that said, let me interview for the care of souls. Um, with that wasn't always very popular. You were the first one that said, well, I think this humility month is great. And I mean, you're speaking very boldly about the whole idea of, you know, the, the vice of pride. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, what we're talking about here is is very countercultural. Yeah, and we realize that, and it isn't comfortable for some people. But you know, we've made it in a, in a it's very accessible to just about everybody. And I'm a grandmother. I'm a mother. If there are mothers, grandparents, fathers out there who this rings a bell with you, please contact us. It's very um, usable in the family setting at home. So if you would like your children to be really learning the beauties of the Catholic Church and what importance the virtues are as they grow, then contact us. Let us send you, you these um, few little resources that we put together and then share them with your children and share them with your families, share them with your grandchildren, yeah. share them with your nieces and nephews, whoever's in your circle of acquaintances. Are you all in need of any funding? Yeah, do you accept donations? Uh, we would or? love donations because we're self-funded. Yeah, we've had some. We've had some fans. I'll say some. A few, few little fans. Um, one, one of them is Archbishop Nauman. Mm. He has been very supportive of us. Um, he's he, up in Kansas. Mm-hmm, he yeah. he got packets for his priests, and you know he's he wrote us a letter of endorsement. So he's been great. But yes, we're self-funded. So if anybody wants to make a donation toward the effort, we won't say no. Okay, that's good to know. Well, thank you so much, uh, Jackie Amucci, Vicki Leland. I feel like we just uh, scratched the surface of this topic, and but I just uh, ask everybody to. Uh, email and uh, request the packet uh, for the care of souls at yahoo.com. yahoo.com. And also, if you feel so uh, inspired, you can support them financially as well because uh, these packets don't fall out of trees. They got to print them and, and, uh, and you buy the paper and uh, the supplies and all that. So appreciate very much what you're doing. And uh, hopefully you guys can come back again sometime before next June when we talk about this again. Maybe there, you guys are always thinking of new ideas. <laughs> well, we want this to grow. Yeah. We, want it, we want it to be built upon. This is yeah. the this is the foundation. But we want June. We want to reclaim June. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. And uh, as always, if you have ideas for. Uh, the interview of the week, email me. Uh, if it's Catholic and it's local, I will not say no. I promise. Uh, and I, I, I just enjoy the, the variety of topics that we talk about this program. My email address is Dave Palmer 
at grnonline.com. Jackie Yamauchi, Vicki Leland, and the email address again for the care of souls at yahoo.com. And also a big happy birthday. Our guests are going to sing happy birthday. I'm kidding. Uh, to Cecil Anderson uh, today. So anyways, thanks again. Have a great, Thank wonderful you, weekend and a great month of June as we practice that great virtue of humility. God bless you. St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish in Keller will be hosting a Fullness of Truth conference on the topic, Why Be Catholic When You Could Be Anything Else? The mission of the conference is to show the irrefutable evidence for the truth of the Catholic Church. On Friday, July 24th through Saturday, July 25th, join Senior Fellow of the St. Paul Center for Biblical Theology, Dr. Marcellino D'Ambrosio, Catholic Evangelist Jesse Romero, and nationally acclaimed speaker, Father Bill Casey, at the conference. For more information, visit fullnessoftruth.org. Sacred Heart Books and Gifts is once more open to the public. For your safety and convenience, they will still offer to-go orders by phone or email for mailing and curbside pickup. Further developments, updates, and virtual shopping merchandise photos can be found at their website, sacredheartdallas.com, or give them a call at 972-250-2100. Sacred Heart is a longtime sponsor of KATH 910AM. Hi there, good afternoon, and thanks for joining us on today's KTH 9:10 a.m. interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Uh, my name is Dave Palmer. Cecil Anderson is running the board, and we do this twice a week uh, during the 3 o'clock Central Time hour right after the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and we try to get you up to date on things that are happening right here in North Texas. Uh, if it's local and Catholic, it fits. And so I'm delighted to have, I think for the... Third or maybe fourth time, a returning uh, guest whom I have gotten to know over the years. His name is Jacob Niemeyer. He is founder and executive director of a wonderful organization called Vera Aqua Vera Vita. And if you put a dot org at the end of that, uh, you'll find them online. We're going to be talking about uh, what his organization does and it's really interesting it's very unique uh they're having the third anniversary so happy anniversary to them and also invite you dear listeners to join them for a virtual event uh, that they're doing saturday june 13th right around the corner uh, celebrating the third birthday with a virtual happy hour. He's going to send everybody drinks to your home so i, I think that's what i hear no, <laughs> <laughs> jacob Niemeyer, how you doing good afternoon yeah thanks for having me on again dave uh, i'm doing very well uh, you know, as good as we can during these challenging times. And I think it's actually the fifth time. I was actually just looking back at my uh, <laughs> record. I think it's the fifth time that I've had a chance to, to be on here with you. And it's just a blessing to be here again and to, to share a little bit of an update on what's going on with our ministry and our efforts uh, uh, in the current situation that we're in. Yeah. don't want to assume that everybody listening heard the other four or maybe even any of them. So why don't we start off by just giving the the elevator speech, the uh, the mission, the purpose of Vera Aqua Vera Vida. Sure, of course. Yes, so Vera Aqua Vera Vida is Latin for true water, true life. Of course, hearkening back to our strong Catholic roots as an organization. We focus on tapping into the physical and spiritual nature of water to empower people and communities in need in developing countries to generate clean water and sanitation solutions that bring true water, true life. And we kind of root ourselves in scripture, scripturally inspired by uh, specifically John 4.10, where Jesus says to the woman at the well, if you knew the gift that God has for you 
and who it is who asked you for a drink, you would have asked me and I would have given you living water. Um, so part of our approach is not to just bring, you know, the the corporal needs of meet the corporal needs of a person, their physical water and wastewater needs, but also to meet their spiritual needs, to bring them the living water of Jesus Christ, so that the people that we're serving in developing countries that are, have many, many great needs um, can be empowered to go simply from surviving to ultimately thriving as as God intended them to. And we do that through a a myriad of things, creating bridges of solidarity and subsidiarity with our uh, local partners and the communities that we're serving so that they're sustainable um, after we've implemented solutions generation over generation. Uh, And we don't have to worry about, um, you know, the work that we're doing uh, resulting in uh, a lasting impact because we know that the way we've designed and the way we're working, uh, we're ensuring long-term change and empowering people through education, through inclusion and decision-making, and ultimately through uh, ownership of the solutions that are implemented. And that helps to really bring about lasting impact and change. Yeah. So you're really focusing so in, in on... In a nutshell, uh, that's who we are as an organization. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, it's the, the physical, the corporal, and the spiritual works of mercy, it sounds like you're concerned about. And when it comes to the corporal needs, you know, nothing comes before, I guess, air and water. <laughs> you know, we kind of need those really badly. And so it's so awesome that you are providing uh, sustainable water. And, you know, every, every organization, including uh, Guadalupe Radio Network, has been hit... Um, to various degrees by what has gone on the last couple of months since, I guess, early March with the COVID crisis and probably even more so your organization because you are, by your very nature and mission, going overseas and pretty much all that has been cut off. So how what, what has been the adjustment and the, the impact of, of COVID-19 on, on your organization? Yeah, you know, Dave, of course, uh, you know, sh- let me take a moment to just you know, express my deepest uh, gratitude for the opportunity to be here and to tell everyone that, you know, we are going through many issues that, I mean, I know the rest of the world is facing, um, and we're facing these challenges together. We're in this together. Um, no matter the the industry, no matter the nonprofit, no matter the ministry, you know, we are all in this together and I think it's really important for us as an organization to always bring back uh, to mind that idea that, you know, we can only accomplish what the people around us and the people that are supporting us make possible. And so kind of our, our adaptation, so to speak, and adjustments to the current crises that we're facing um, are just as much, uh, you know, in need of, of your support and the support of so many people as are many other organizations out there. So I don't want to put ourselves up on a pedestal and think that we're any different. But we do, and we are, facing some unique challenges right now as an organization. One, as you already hinted at, is essentially we're an international missionary organization, and our work is focused solely right now in Peru And with the current pandemic uh, and the restrictions on travel being put in place since mid-March, we have really uh, been brought to a virtual standstill uh, on our program and project work in Peru. 
And let me kind of elaborate a little bit more about what's going on in Peru. Peru is uh, the has had the second most confirmed cases of COVID-19 uh, in South America after Brazil. Mm-hmm. And they've also now had the longest running uh, quarantine restriction orders in place since about the same time we uh, went into our restriction orders here in, in the U.S., but they have not listed them, and they will not be listing them until maybe June 30th at the earliest, earliest. but they have been extending them about every three or four weeks. They've been extending them another three or four weeks. So uh, things are not looking good right now in Peru. Uh, the cases continue to climb. There's a great need for support from you know, food to clean water to wastewater services to hygiene to healthcare services. You know, they just don't have the infrastructure in place uh, to really to really combat some of the problems that are created by the coronavirus. And so we're continuing to do all that we can to pray for them to stay in touch with our partners on the ground there. And we are um, looking for ways to provide some emergency relief within the confines of our mission, of course, as an organization which is focused on water and wastewater services uh, and bringing solutions to communities in need. And hygiene um, is kind of an an element of that, hygiene and sanitation. And so recently we were able to provide some hand-washing supplies and personal protective equipment supplies to a community that we had been working with previously in that region of uh, Peru, of Piura, where we're working. And the name of the community is Monte Castillo. And we've been able to provide them with 20 uh, water containers that they can use at, uh, at various locations in the community to set up water stations, 23 gallons of hand soap, and 181 uh, face masks that have been dispersed throughout the community, which, of course, the if we think we have a supply and a material supply issue here in the U.S., we are um, sadly mistaken compared to the reality of what our friends and brothers and sisters in developing countries are facing. It was a it was a really, really difficult um, journey to acquire some of these materials that we've been able to uh, um, provide to Monte Castillo. They just they don't have the the material and the supply chains in place and what they have was already bought up. And and so uh, things are, of course, um, in a dire situation right now in Monte Castillo, we've we just heard last week they have six confirmed cases of coronavirus. Three are on the up and up, and they're they're recovering, but um, they're they're behind kind of the curve uh, from where we are here in the U.S. And so um, we got to continue to pray for them, and, and we're going to continue to do all that we can to um, adapt to the emergency needs and issues that they're facing. And so I guess, you know, in a nutshell, we're trying to to do all that we can to continue to fulfill our mission uh, as best as we can during these challenging times, keeping in mind that it's it's ultimately for the good of of the of the poorest of the poor that we're serving.
Yes. Uh, yeah, Jacob Niemeyer joins us, founder, executive director of Vera Aqua Vera Vita. Uh, put a .org at the end of that, org, and you can learn about their mission. Also, the fact that they are turning three years old. It's hard to believe because I remember when you first came, you know, running out of the gate, and it's hard to believe it's been three years already. And so uh, one of the ways um, that people can support I'm, I'm uh, you know is of course they can go on the the website and they can support you and your efforts right now and one of these months or days hopefully soon you'll be able to get back out to Peru and, and do some on the ground work but until then um, you're having a, a little I guess a virtual happy hour uh, coming up uh, next Saturday June 13th 4:30 to 6:30 to celebrate the birthday tell us about that yeah, so it uh, has kind of been our tradition for the last few years to do a happy hour in celebration of our birthday. Of course, this year uh, is no exception, uh, minus the fact that we're adapting to the current uh, coronavirus pandemic issues that uh, our current world is facing, and we're going to do a virtual happy hour in lieu of an in-person happy hour. Uh, and gathering our supporters, our followers, our donors And frankly, anyone who's listening to this, uh, we'd love to have you attend. Uh, You can find all of that information on our website. Uh, You can visit uh, veracoveravita.org or givetruewater.org is an easier domain to remember. And then you can uh, check us out on our Get Involved events and campaigns, and you'll see the the birthday happy hour there um, on a calendar that we have. You can register and, you know, join and call in on Saturday, June 13th from 4.30 to 6.30, and we're just going to have some fellowship and social time and an opportunity for us as an organization to kind of celebrate what we've accomplished and and get excited about where we're heading and some of the groundwork that we're laying even during these challenging times of the coronavirus so that when we come out on the other side of this, when Peru comes out on the other side of this lockdown, we can kind of hit the ground running and we're going to also have an opportunity just to to thank all of our, our supporters, our volunteers, and just really express our deep gratitude. And then we're going to have, uh, for everyone that attends, it's free. Um, I should, should go ahead and state that it's free to attend. For everyone that is, attends, you'll, ha- you'll be entered automatically with one free entry into a raffle that we'll be having for uh, a, either a $50 Amazon gift card, a hand-painted porcelain angel, or a bottle of wine. And you can buy additional tickets, and all the information is also f- uh, for buying uh, additional tickets can be found on the website. So that's in a nutshell what we're planning and what we have in, kind of in store. Very good. Uh, tickets are five for one, ten dollars for three, or twenty dollars for seven, and all the money raised is going to be going towards uh, Aqua Vera Aqua Vera Vita. Uh, and uh, you mentioned about. Obviously, being distanced from Peru and where you're doing your work, but you you had been able to buy some of those water jugs. And so uh, do you know specifically yet how the money raised on Saturday the 13th will be utilized? Yeah. So, of course, 100% of those proceeds raised will be applied to our projects. So we have a, we have two different funding streams. We have our project partnership funding stream and our mission partnership funding stream. And every public donation, anything not specifically earmarked for our mission partnership fund, goes 100% to our projects. And 
our mission partnership fund is anything that's specifically earmarked or designated helps us cover our operational expenses. But since obviously this is a, a public event and we're doing a fundraiser, 100% of what's raised from the raffle will go to our projects. And we'll be using that money specifically to help fund uh, the final work that we're going to be doing in Monte Castillo, which is a wrap-up of phase one, uh, which was a water treatment facility that we constructed and put into operation there in Monte Castillo last August, which, praise be God, that's now there because because of that uh, source of clean water, they've been able to subsidize the cost of water and provide clean water to the entire community during the coronavirus pandemic, which is just amazing that the Lord kind of works in those mysterious ways that that they were able to have that in place in the time of this crisis. Um, and then we'll actually be using the money raised from the raffle uh, for phase two of that work in Monte Castillo, which is some emergency uh, manhole and uh, pipe repair work that we're going to be doing, which we actually just completed the master plan improvement recommendation for that work, and we're going to be doing implementing about uh, $100,000 worth of work there in the community. And so that is uh, kind of the where the money from the raffle will be going, and we're also laying groundwork for future projects that we can utilize um, our resources to serve 11 other maybe even 12 other communities in that region of Pura, which we have uh, begun to establish points of contact with and relationships with. Yeah, and the, the virtual happy hour, is it going to be like a, a Zoom where people can see each other? Or how, how exactly, uh, kind of tell us, what will it, what, how will it feel like? What will people be able to experience when they're there? Yeah, so we'll be using Google Meet, uh, and it is a virtual video call okay. platform. All right. So, gotta, so make sure you, you know, comb your hair and brush your teeth. You're going to be, people are going to see yeah. you, right? <laughs> As if you're going to the other event. All right. So, uh, Jacob, anything else, uh, that you want to say? I know had Corona not hit us and all the other stuff going on, you probably would have been a lot further along in Peru. Are there any other projects that you see down the road? Are there other countries that you might enter into or is this just kind of, kind of focus on this one project for the time being? Yeah, well, uh, let me, let me highlight where we're heading next. And I, I touched on it a little bit already, but we are hoping to do some work, uh, with more communities in the Puran region of Peru. And actually prior to the pandemic setting in, we have begun efforts to reach out to those communities, establish relationships, and we're going to begin doing some data collection and build out, um, a list, a prioritized list uh, based on objective criteria that we've developed from a scorecard tool that we're using internally and assess those communities and figure out which ones we want to serve in what order based on where we can have the greatest uh, chance of success and the greatest impact, um, i.e. meeting the, sometimes meeting the highest need. Um, And so we have kind of lined out that as soon as the coronavirus pandemic and the, uh, the lockdown is listed in Peru, we will hit the ground running very hard, very quickly to get back out there, to begin getting in front of those communities, begin collecting the information we need, begin building the relationships, making it really personal, building those 
bridges of solidarity with the people. And hopefully, God willing, um, by the fall of this year, if, if the Lord will allow, we will begin uh, work on another project for a different community in that Pioran region of Peru. And then we'll have a list of, you know, 10 to 11 other communities that we'll be able to serve uh, going forward. So we are making great headway and laying the groundwork for future work in Peru. And we're going to continue to stay there for the time being, probably for the next five years at least, um, just because we already have really good established connections and there's a lot of need. And the next focus would be to maybe expand to Haiti, mm-hmm. which we'll consider doing um, you know, within the next five years. But that's obviously at the discretion of our board of directors. Yes. And, you know, you've had the, the speakeasy event the last couple of years. Is that, is this replacing that or are you going to have that later in the year or, or will there be another one of those in the, in the near future? Yeah. So the, the virtual happy hour is just kind of a fun social. So it won't be replacing, of course, our annual fundraiser or speakeasy. We will be doing that. It will not be in the fall. However, this year we've made the decision to move it to the spring. Okay. Uh, it'll be a trial year for us. We'll, so we'll see how that goes. And we'll begin planning efforts for that in uh, mid to late July. And more people uh, will begin hopefully hearing about that. We can, we'll be start put, pushing out marketing and, and communications and advertisements for that uh, sometimes towards the end of the summer. All right. And you know, you can always count on us to promote it. And uh, I got to get to one of these. I haven't been to one physically yet, but uh, yeah. I, I hope to maybe maybe, maybe spring 2021 is going to be my year. All right. Uh, Jacob Niemeyer, thanks so much. Uh, just uh, want to ask everybody to join in uh, in congratulating him on three years of great work with Vera Aqua Vera Vita. Uh, please visit the website, uh, veraaquaveravita.org. And you can find out more about their uh, Saturday, June 13th, virtual happy hour, 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. And it's free to attend, and you just go and have fun and see other folks that love the organization and uh, maybe buy some extra raffle tickets for a chance to win the Amazon gift card, the hand-painted porcelain angel, or a bottle of wine. And so, uh, Jacob, thanks uh, for uh, for five great interviews over these last three years. It's been a pleasure, <laughs> and I, I can't wait for number six. But uh, keep in touch, and uh, thanks for your time today. Yeah, God bless you, Dave. Thank you for your time. And I want to leave people with a statistic I think will really drive home the importance of our mission. Right now, the coronavirus pandemic has led to 385,000 confirmed deaths worldwide. Every day, 9,000, almost 10,000 people are dying from a waterborne disease in the world. That's 3.6 million people a year. Hmm. So just to put that in perspective with the current coronavirus pandemic, um, the global water crisis pandemic, if you will, is much more deadly and much more pervasive. So the importance of our mission has never become more prevalent than in today's modern crisis world that we're in so um just don't 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 uh don't fret and don't worry um we're 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 hard at work doing all that we can to bring the lord's work uh will here and to bring clean water to communities in need all right uh jacob niemeyer thank you so much again the website veraaquaveravita.org and uh, appreciate him very much thanks to cecil anderson for running the board thank you for listening if you have any ideas 
For um, future interviews, please let me know. The phone, the uh, email is Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. God bless you, and thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at the same time for another KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. Have you ever asked, what does the Knights of Columbus have to offer me? There is something for every Catholic family. Being a Knight of Columbus can mean protection through our highly rated life insurance program. It could mean getting involved in your council and parish. It could mean doing more Catholic family activities through our domestic church initiatives. There is something for everyone. Knights of Columbus is the leader in building up our church, and every Catholic man 18 years or older should join today online at knights.net. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-S. Hello, this is Cecil with the Guadalupe Radio Network. I want to send my congratulations to all of our 2020 high school and college graduates for completing your courses. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 